welcome to Seasons of Skyrim, a custom 5th edition D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore the world around them. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Grey, or Grey the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the Human Monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. You would be surprised by what a good meal can do. It can replenish the body and the soul, allowing for feats beyond the reach of those weary in either. Of course, while you look for yours, another may be looking at you the same way. There are no guarantees about it. You just better pray you end up on the surviving side. And your arrow goes sailing down the cave. Without even hitting a wall, it just disappears into the darkness. Damn it. <laughs> is that extra attack apply to arrows, or is it all yeah. the sword? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So I'll try one more time. 17. That's going to hit. 10 damage. You hit it in one of its arms in the shoulder, and it just is wedged in there, and you can see the, the feathered end of your arrow sticking out. But you are still attached to it. So, make me a strength saving throw. 7. And having successfully shot this thing in the shoulder, feel pretty good about yourself. Moves and sling your bow back around your shoulder, or wherever it is you carry it. And you feel an extremely strong tug as this thing reels you in, just, and you, your feet come up off the ground, and you find yourself kind of bouncing against the wall as it drags you in, and you are now face-to-face with this creature. And it's going to try to claw you with its good arm. Oh. Oh, darn. You have Bardic Inspiration. Did you use it already? No, it's too late no, now. I forgot. <laughs> but I forgot. Do I still what have it? Yeah, you still yeah, have it. It lasts for like 10 so minutes. So I can use it my next turn. Yeah, it lasts mm-hmm. for like 10 minutes. Okay, cool. And uh, the claw swoops towards your face with an 11 versus AC. Yeah. This other claw comes in, try to get you right around the neck. 13. No. Okay, Vale, what would you like to do? Oh, am I hidden? I don't know if I'm hidden. I tried to hide. You tried to hide. Um, No. Cool. But it knows where you're at. Well, I'm going to run over to it then. It's still 25 feet up on the wall. Oh, that jerk. All right. Um, Would I get... He's not incapacitated. He's within five feet. Yeah, you'll get sneak attack because he is not incapacitated. I crit. Nice. How high up is he? 25 feet. Oh, dear. That's fine. Don't worry. You have slow fall. You're fine. This is actually kind of perfect. This should have been the plan in the first place. For 25 damage, I'm really low on that sneak attack crit. Still a lot of damage, huh? I mean, the bolt just hits it square in one of the legs, and you see one of its eight legs just fly off into the cave. It's like some video game dismemberment level. That's you awesome. just deal 27 damage in one shot. Yeah, I think you severed a limb. It's got ten of them. Damn. It's cool. But it's now just oozing liquid out of that one leg hole onto the ground. Mm. And then I'm going to use my bonus yeah. action to hide. <laughs> 23. Vale runs off into the shadows again. People just keep seeing Vale for a moment. Just pop uh, out, do some damage, disappear again. Keep doing your thing. It's working. All right, Arnis, what do you want to do? I want to shoot at this thing. All right, shoot it. Oh, well, that's not even going to hit it. That's a 14. You're right. That doesn't hit it. Yeah, it's not even worth my time. Whatever. Again. Sorry, Darwin. Wary of shooting your friend. Okay. We'll get it. You shoot a little wide. Hits the wall a little bit higher than them, clanks down to the ground. All right, Darwin. So I can attack, right? Yes. Despite the fact that I'm... Yeah, you can totally attack it without disadvantage. So that's a 23. That hits. Nine damage. And that's going to be enough to kill it. Nice. This is the fun part. Uh-oh. Because you're falling. Right. So is this creature. Right. Uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, so, what is your slow fall say, Darvin? Okay, use my reaction when I fall to reduce any falling damage taken by an amount equal to five times my monk level. So the two of you start falling. For you, this is no big deal. This is 25 feet. You can easily write yourself in the air, almost like a cat, and land with a, with a soft little thud. Then you look up. <laughs> this creature is falling right down on you. 
make a dexterity saving throw to God see if you can get out of the way. I'm feeling you're still taking partial damage from this, though. Yeah, yeah I am. Oh, Ten. Oh, no, you're taking all of it. Damn. I just found the downside to this plan. Starvin' <laughs> lands just fine, and then moments later, this huge Crushed white it. crab falls on top of him. Gonna deal... You used your... Dang it. Crap, I forgot. I keep forgetting. <laughs> Should've used it on a deck saving throw. I'll keep, I'll keep trying to help you. Damn it. Even though clearly it's too late every single time. And you take nine bludgeoning damage as this thing lands right on top of you. And as you're lying there, and its blood and ichor is spilling out on you, it smells very alcoholic. That's weird. But it's dead. You're still stuck to it. Yeah. So what do people want to do? We're out of initiative now. I want to unstick myself. That's fine. As Darwin scrambles out from underneath his white crab and rejoins the group, he just smells like a lush to both of you. You've spent plenty of time in a bar to know what someone doused in alcohol smells like. Oh my god. What the heck? Hey, Arnis, I think I found you some booze. Mm-hmm. I'm not going near that. Why not? We might have found a good supply. We could use this to turn a profit. Lug these crabs back to somewhere where we're not wanted. <laughs> most places. You're not wanted in most places. Or we're That wanted. sounds terrible. I know, but my first thought was Karami. Mm-hmm. Since Arnis has a bar hookup that might be willing to buy some booze crabs off us. Or we could give them to this car, and he could booze it up, booze get style. drunk off the crabs, which may not be the best idea. Maybe you like it. You what don't. happens if we get a dragon drunk? Well, let's oh, find out. Let's find out. <laughs> At the very least, we need to warn him. That they're boozy? I'm so, assuming he can just acid through the shells. It's a fair assumption. You dragging these guys out? Yeah, let's do All it. Right. Everybody give me a strength check. Yeah, athletics. Just to see how quickly this works. I got a one. I got a 19. I got a 10. This is a little deeper in the cave, so it takes about an hour to get these guys out to Vizcara. Who, upon seeing them, he's just going right for them. He's ready to chow down. You want to warn them? Uh, they're, like, severely alcoholic, we think. Just so you know. You might get a little drunk. Maybe. I don't know. He's got his teeth around one of them, with his head on the ground, just looks at you with an eye. And gives you just a shrug, like, like, I care. I <laughs> <laughs> you care. I just felt like it was, you know, our job to at least warn you. Prudent. Prudent. That's a good word for it. There's a very loud crunching sound as he eats through both of these. Uh-oh. Let's see. One of his eyelids starts getting luff sink. But, <laughs> but he's alright. It's a welcome treat. Is there more? We think so. Which is a fair guess, because you still haven't seen whatever I was making those large ape-like prints. Right. You continue deeper into the cave this time. And after an hour, a little bit more, you see some flickering candlelight coming from the other end, around a bend. I'm going to take the lid here. Oh, okay. I'm going to sneak up on this candlelight. Roll stealth. There's 19. And you very slowly approach the bend, and you peek out around the corner, and you see a number of skulls set on little platforms along the wall, just a place where the rock left a little natural shelf. Inside these skulls, there are candles burning, which is casting that light and the flickering shadows along the wall. Human skulls? They look humanish. It'd be hard to tell the difference between human, elf, right, right. halfling. But humanoid yeah. skulls? Yeah. Along the back wall, there are a number of dead bodies, mostly picked clean. Uh, there's a small campfire, not currently in use, and munching on what appears to be the last bit of meat of a leg is a rather large yeti. It's nothing yeti. <sighs> and his fur is just stained red with blood around the mouth and the hands and a little bit along the belly where it looks like it's kind of wiped its hands a few times. Awesome. Nature's napkin. So you're able to see this and get back to your crew without seemingly being noticed. It's munching away on this leg. I explained this to my friends. It's the end of the cave. It sure looks like it, unless you missed some tiny little offshoot somewhere. Cool. Then I explain this to my team. And say, looks like we've got some Yeti for our dragon to eat. But he can't eat it Yeti. He is a big, beefy dude. He looks like he's got a lot of meat on him. Our dragon happy. Is he beefy or is he Yeti? Hmm. We'll have to eat something to find out. No. I would suggest myself and Master Darwin over here <laughs> sneak up on it. And you come in as the bait, looting away to get its attention. Cut him into meatballs and serve him with some spug Yeti. <laughs> Spaghetti. Spaghetti. I know, I got it. I got you. 
I feel like there's a terrible joke in there somewhere. No. I don't think I'm young enough to make the smart-ass answer to that. No, that's Smugyeti. What? Smug-yeti. I've never heard anyone call it Smugyeti. No, Smugyeti would be like smart-ass answer. Oh, Smugyeti. <laughs> That's spaghetti that looks at you when you try to eat it and goes, Really? Getting me with that mouth? It was the last time you washed it. You don't even have a fork? Really, I'm gonna get eaten by this guy. This guy. That's how I go down. I'm giving you such bad heartburn. That's spaghetti. That was a, a bit too far. So, what's the plan? Well, I just proposed one. Yeah, yeah if you so want to do that. You sneak attack, and then I, I don't have a sneak attack. But well, it's just No, stealth, but you're like, stealthy enough. You could stealth into the c- cave, too. All you're yeah, doing yeah. is stealthing, and then I'm going to make noise and distract it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There are a few places in the cave where it looks like the stalactites and the stalagmites join. There's these little natural pillars kind of hide behind if you're quiet enough and quick enough. Because my plan is to come in playing and, like, viciously mock him, and then... Wait, you're gonna draw his aggro? You're tanking again? Well, I mean, no, but yeah, for a minute. So that Until you, guys you join the fray. Until we hit him, and then I'll get madder at us. Stealth, yeah. right? Alright, so Vale and Darvin are stealthy in. I got a 19 again. Okay. No, that's a 20, I'm sorry. But not great. Darvin's stealthier than oh. thou. So Darvin and Vale sneak in, tiptoeing along very quietly. Arnis, from your end, you can still see them. The light from these skull candles dancing along the walls. And Sieti's looking pretty happy right now. Cool. Let's piss it off. I'm gonna walk in, playing, and viciously mock him for how dirty his fur is. Let's roll some initiative then, because you're playing music, so he knows you're playing. Alright, Darvin, what's your... 19. Arnis? 23. Vail? 22. Arnis? You come in playing your music, you catch him picking his teeth with some finger bone. I viciously mock him for his dirty fur. Aww. Makes a wisdom saving throw? Yes. No, he fails. He takes five damage. You mock his dirty fur, and he takes this hand bone and throws it against the wall where it shatters, and stands up and starts kicking the dirt and the rocks and the bones at his feet. He's very mad now. Well, yeah. <laughs> that was the point, was to draw his attention. You've got it. Vale, what would you like to do? Um, handcraft go from my hiding place. <laughs> 22. You peg him in the arm. 21. And he roars in pain. <laughs> Rips that out of his arm, throws it on the ground. Fresh blood staining his fur. Bonus action. Hide again. All right. 17 on the die, plus 9. Are you staying in that same spot? Yes, sure, I'll stand. Okay. Darvin. I'm going to come out of stealth and attack. Do that. You'll have advantage because you're attacking from stealth. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I picture this as you kind of running along the outside wall of the cave as he's just staring at the pillar where Vale's at right now. He just doesn't see you coming. Yeah, I like that. 24. Yes. 9 damage. Okay. Second sword attack. Also 24, and this will do 8 damage, and a... I'm going to try to kick again. I'm going to try to kick this large creature. Yeah. Also a 24. Apparently I'm incapable of rolling anything but a 17. I need to get on that 17 train. Right? No, you don't, actually. Ooh, and that'll do 10 Jeez. Or where do you kick him? He's large. He's a good 4 feet taller than you. As high as I can. I'm not aiming for the groin, because that seems dirty. I'll aim for, like, the navel. Okay, you rolled a 24, your aim was true. You get a nice good square, like, sidekick action into his navel. <laughs> He's very mad at you now. So on his turn... Honest help. Definitely gonna focus on you then. He has disadvantage. He does. So he's going to use his chilling gaze on Darvin. Right after you kick him in the stomach and he roars out, he bends down and stares you straight in the eyes. You can see this cold hatred, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Uh-oh. <laughs> Where are the 17s now? So, first things first. Oh, no. Uh-oh. First, I'm going to have you take some damage. Help on As a chill just ekes up your spine and you feel it. Fill your entire body. You're going to take. This is going to kill me. Eight cold damage, oh, and you are paralyzed. Oh, paralyzed! No. 
So he's going to try to make a claw attack against you. This is going to kill me. Um, he would have disadvantage and advantage, so it balances out because of you. Oh, that's true. Thank you, Arna. He has been viciously mocked, but luckily he just paralyzed the monk. You know, sometimes I do good. So he's going to take his right arm and just swipe down at you, standing there like an idiot. 20. Yeah, this is going to kill me, actually. So you're going to take seven slashing damage as it rakes across your face, and two cold damage as you feel those cuts just freeze over. I'm down to one health. And then he's going to do it again. Really? Were you that low? Yeah, I was at 18. He no longer has disadvantage. He holds his left arm to the side and swipes mightily in an upward arc. Tell me the number. Yeah. It's a Uh. 10 before any bonuses. I'm going to use... I'm going to use cutting Okay. Five. What are your cutting words to this guy? Um, after he is frozen Darwin in fear. Um, and magic. I say, don't touch my friend, you overgrown furry freak. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds good to me. Sure. And you get his attention so hard that it's just the end of the swipe that reaches Darwin. It ends up being just a gentle nudge <laughs> on his arm. Thank you, Arnus. And he stares at Arnus now, lets out another roar. <laughs> Echoing through the cave. Yikes. Can you help someone who's paralyzed? I don't think you can help someone who's paralyzed. He's going to get saving throws. I'll try and help myself. Oh, I can. You can? Lesser restoration, we'll do it. Oh, nice. Okay. All right, Arnus, what do you want to do? Here's the deal. I can either unparalyze you or heal you, but I can't do both. Ah. So I'm going to choose unparalyze you because you'll have the opportunity to run away. That's probably So I'm going to use lesser restoration and take away his paralysis. And Arnis plays a quick little tune, probably just a chord or two. And Darwin, you feel the chill inside your body thaw away as you gain control again. Anything else you'd like to do, Arnis? I can't really do anything else. So, Vale. Run up into this mix. What do you want to do um, in this mix? In this mix, I'm going to rapier. Darvin is still right next to this Yeti. Oh, well, I'm going to have advantage. And he's no longer anyway. paralyzed, so. Pair of 17s. Um, okay, so that 17 hits. Which one? The 17. 15. And you jab him in the thigh, which is right about your chest level. And then... And he howls in pain. Draw my dagger. Stab him. 22. That's also going to hit. Three. Okay. So after you stab him with the rapier, take another step in and jab your dagger in on the inside of his thigh. That really stung. Wasn't a lot of damage, but he's a little bit more tender there. It lets out another howl of pain that echoes throughout the cave. And Darvin, what do you want to do? So I'm thinking, I get two attacks and then I can spend a key point. And to take a win and get out of there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that is the plan. You okay. do that. First attack. Eleven. And you bring your sword in at a weird angle. It just glides along his fur. Doesn't hurt him. Second attack. Twenty-three. Oh, there you go. You're done being a barber. <laughs> just shank him. Minimum damage. That's five. And then I will spend that key point to disengage and move 40 feet away. So after a quick stab in the side, here's peace. Yeah. Run 40 feet out of the cave. Wait, am I out of the cave? Does 40 feet bring me out? Well, not out of the whole cave. Sorry, out of this chamber. You've made it back around the bend, and you can no longer see what's going on in the fight. Okay. It's the Yeti's turn. He does not like this new nuisance who's come up and stabbed him in the leg a couple of times. So he's going to turn and roar at you and look at you with his chilling gaze. Make a constitution saving throw. Oh, that's a crit fail for me also, Darvin. Damn. As Vale is also paralyzed. Hold on, Vale is now paralyzed for a minute, and then takes 14 cold damage as everything inside of you just chills. Uh, and then he's going to claw you a couple of times. He's got advantage on this. He doesn't miss much. Call the number before you call the thing. 19 on the die. Yeah, go ahead. So Vale, you're going to take 8 slashing damage. Uh, across the front of your chest, and then three cold damage as you feel the blood that started to ooze out just solidify and sting. And then he's going to try to claw you again. Well, with advantage, the high on that was a six. I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, His second attack misses you. He was overzealous in that first strike, and his second swipe goes over your head and misses entirely. So, Arnis, what would you like to do? 
If I run, am I going to incur an opportunity attack? No, you're not next to it. You've never been in melee with it. Oh, I guess that's true. Okay, then I unparalyze you. Is that a touch thing or a distance thing? I'm just curious. It's not going to matter. You can always just come up to Vale from behind. It's touch. Okay. So you just step right behind Vale, touch them on the back, and you see their muscles all loosen. Say that took five feet of your movement just to do that. So you can get 25 feet out the cave if you want to run. That's what I'm doing. And then Aranus bolts out the cave. Darvin, you see Aranus come out, standing there right at the bend. Uh, Vale, what would you like to do? Gonna attack first with my Rapia. Get some damage in here. Accepting total. That'll still hit. Twelve. And I'm going to use my bonus action to disengage and move my full 30 away from this thing. Okay. Darvin, it's your turn. Sorry. Vale, you're able to get about 5 feet past Aranus. How far are they? 10 and 15 feet. I'm trying to decide if I should keep moving or if I should step in, shoot twice, and then keep moving. Do that. Okay. How much distance would I have to move to get back in where I can... 15 feet. Ah, and then I can step out 25. Well, you would move 15 feet to get a clear shot. 15 feet back to get where you're at right now, and then you end up making only another 10 feet. That's what I mean. Just making sure you know. So I'll move in the first 15 15 feet. feet. Darvin rushes up next to Arnis. 18. It's going to hit. 8 damage. Okay. Second shot. Also an 18. Still going to hit. 10 damage. Okay. Maximum that time. And then I'll move my 25 feet back up. All right. Darvin rushes up right next to Arnis, fires two quick arrows, hit this guy right in the chest. One near each shoulder. He breaks them off with his claw and lets out a roar. It's his turn. He's going to rush out. The first person he sees is Arnus. He's going to try to chilling gaze you. There's a loud roar. No, Arnus, You feel a chill inside of you. Make a constitution saving throw. Uh, And if you want to be like the other cool kids, you crit fail here. (laughs) Don't crit fail, Arnus. You're cooler than us. Don't crit fail. Don't crit fail. What did you say? Constitution? Constitution saving throw. As you try to fight this chill you're feeling inside of your body. Thirteen? You are good. Oh, so wait, all we have to do is not crit fail. The bard wins. Well. For a moment. He's going to use the rest of his movement to come up and just still swipe his claws at you anyways. He just won't have advantage. Perfect. Give me the number. Uh, it's an 18 on the die for the first claw. I can't fight that. So he swipes down at you. Very mad that you didn't get paralyzed. So you're going to take seven slashing and then three cold damage as you feel these scars frost over. Uh, and then he's going to do it again. Uh-oh. It's a five on the die. I'm good. <sighs> he's got one good arm and one really crappy arm that just can't hit anything. So you manage to quickly dive out of the way of his second attack. And it's your turn, Arnus. What do you want to do? He is right next to you. I want to disengage and run away. Okay, you run a good 30 feet. Even worth a bonus action. Oh, that's true. You're still at one hit point, right? I am. Uh, let's take care of that. Oh, well, that was <laughs> shitty. Seven. I will take it. Thank you. So right now, we've got Arnus 30 feet away from this Yeti. Darvin, 20 feet away. And Vale, there's a good five feet in between you and the Yeti. Chase could be on here if you want. I'm going to start by firing a crossbow bolt at this thing. I mean, I'm not going to make us run every single foot back to the exit, but if you want to keep attacking, we will stay in initiative order. Keep going at 18 to hit. That'll hit. Nine damage. Okay. I'm going to move my full move away from it, and then when I'm away from it, I'm going to attempt to find a spot to hide. Go ahead and roll stealth. Run past Aranus and Darvin and slide, kicking up a bunch of rocks and dirt behind another rock. He doesn't have line of sight on you, but it wasn't super stealthy. So everybody's got some distance on this guy now. Darvin, what would you like to do? So I'm going to fire two quick arrows and then move All right. 20 feet away. Ten. Aim was a little high. It clanks off the ceiling. Second arrow, 15. Nope. Okay. Then I'll just move my 40 feet towards the exit. And you start running. It's his turn. Closest one to him is still Aranus, so he is still just going to run up and attack Aranus. Uh-oh. If you guys want to keep this a combat, so does he. So he rushes up and slashes down at Aranus with a 14 on the die. Yeah, it's going to be close. Yeah, I'm going to use quick. cutting words. So minus four. Does a 16 hit? Yes. Damn. Going down right here. There's seven slashing and, and five cold damage. I'm down. As Aranus' blood just chills, and he falls over. Do we no. have any healing potions right now? Yeah, we do. But they're in the boot, right? Yeah, the boot. So yeah. take an action to get them well, out. Or you could just kill this guy. 
But we don't know how much health he has left, and if I get too close, he's going to knock me out, too. You've got the most move, though. That's true. So you could get to Artis. Oh, yeah, I could, but that would take two actions, right? One to get the potion. How and far one is Arnis from you? Far is Arnis from me? I don't think he's that far. I, I think I'm gonna I say could, you can make it. I think I could get to him in one move, but I think I'd need two actions to. You get to him in one move. Put yourself between him and Arnis. I've got sneak attack. Okay. Well, this guy's turn isn't done yet, oh, yeah. so he's oh, going to well, rush. I it. thought it was done. That's why. I'm... No, no, he only attacked Arnis once so far. Okay, let's okay. wait till he's done, and then we'll rehash. Because his next move is to rush up to that rock where Vale is hiding, and slash down at Vale. Okay. Well, he could just take me out now, too. God, I hope not. I've got 12 health right now. Shit. That's a 12. Well, the bard is it out. So, 18 versus AC. Oh, it. That's going to be 10 slashing damage, mm-hmm. and 2 cold damage. I'm oh, down. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> rushes over to that rock where he saw a veil slide behind and just wham drops a head and the veil just collapses in a heap a little bit of frost forming at the edge of their eyes so let's go to the death saving throws now Arnis just don't roll a one I mean one's not gonna kill you right now but it's not gonna be good either oh fuck Thank you. Thank you for that. That's great. Was that a hey, one? That's great. That's yes, that's a, that's a one. You rolled it. <laughs> yeah, but you said it. If you want to throw one of these metal dice at him, I I'm don't not going because to... I don't want to have to. Is there? Ever... I don't want to have to drive him to the emergency room. It's okay, I'm going to join you right here. Oh no, I crit. I've got one health point. <laughs> Fuck you. Like seriously? Are you kidding me? He's trying to kill me off. That's what it is. Bill just <gasps> comes back to life. On the ground, but yeah, you've got one hit point, and there's this creature looming over you. The Yeti is actually staring down Darvin now, just completely believing that you're out of the fight. Darvin, what would you like to do? Can I get to Arnest? Key it up and see way? if you can't kill it. You think? Because what's your health? Eight. Not good. Not enough, right? So you need to either heal yourself or me. Or keep or our kill. healer from dying, right? Yeah. He'll be healer. <laughs> it's the, the right thing to do. The He'll thing is, I don't think I can do it in one move, because it takes an action to get the potion out, right? Yeah. But maybe I can hand it to you. What are your key point abilities? Key point. So I got flurry of blows, one key point to make. That's only unarmed strikes. Yeah. Patient defense, step of the wind is get the fuck out, stunning strike. What's the patient defense again? Uh, spend one key point to take the dodge action as a bonus action. So do that. Draw the potion, right? Move toward Arnis and spend the key point. And then speed the key dodge. point so you've got the dodge. So that at least if it attacks you, you've got the dodge. Yeah, that's what I'll do. Okay. So I'll get the potion out. keep at least two of us alive. I'll move to Arnis and I'll spend the key point to take the dodge action. Okay. So now he's got a potion in his hand. Yes. This is our so, last potion of healing, by the way, just in case you're Darvin. Wondering. It is? Yep. Ooh, damn. We went through this fast. Yes, we did. Darvin whips out a potion and quickly skirts along the floor to where Aranus is unconscious, and you're just, like, prepped, ready for anything. You're just good to go. Anything coming your way. He's going to have a hard time hitting you. It's his turn. <sighs> All right, Darvin. He's got disadvantage to attack you, right? Yes. When he saw you just run past... He's going to turn around, take a quick step, and try to swipe at you. Go with disadvantage. Well, that's a 15 and a 16. Fuck. With a 21. Yeah, that'll hit. We're going down. Seven slashing and <clears throat> six cold. Yeah, I'm out. I'm sorry, Arnis. I tried. As Darvin falls and Sieti's feeling really good about himself, doesn't know if Vale's awake yet, lets out a, a roar. Roar! What's he gonna do here? I think he's just gonna grab Darvin by the leg and start dragging him back to his little uh, eating area. Uh-oh. As Darvin passed out, the health potion rolled out of his hand and is just at Aranus's side. Well, that's helpful, at least. Maybe. I want to be nice here. Thank you. I feel really bad. It's, 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 com- it's coming down to one roll right now. Again, this comes down to one roll for Aranus <clears throat> because <clears throat> it's not Vale's turn yet. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die right here. Bye, everybody. It's been nice. It's been nice playing. At least I'm not pregnant anymore, so I'm not going to (laughs) cry. Fifteen! There's one save. (laughs) Thank (laughs) God. It's only... Okay, so... Darvin's being dragged off. Um, How far is the Yeti from me? Thirty feet. Is he dragging Darvin? Okay. I mean, Darvin's not super heavy, Um, but... Can I reach the potion without making a move? Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, okay. we're like right. right next to each other. Are you going to count that as an action? No, just to reach the potion? No. It'll be an action to administer the potion. 
But okay, I have a thought. Is administering the potion considered using an object? Yeah. Wonderful. Then I'm gonna use my cunning action to use the object and administer the potion. That's okay. my bonus action. That's a bonus action. Cool. Do you wanna roll the stuff or do I roll it or does it Oh go ahead and roll it. I may be wrong on that, but I don't care. You just went down here, Derby. Yeah. So you've got at yeah, least yeah. two rolls. Until yeah. this thing starts eating into me, but yes. Nice. Eight <laughs> Gray the Great breathes again. Hey. Okay, I tell you, Darvin's down and being dragged away by the edge. In a whisper. And now, crap. I've got an action and I've got a move. Yeah. you still got half your move left. I've got half a move and an action. He's too far away from me to attack, or to get stab. within range to stab. I want to attempt to hide. Okay, where do you want to hide? I would like to move closer. Okay. So close some of that distance. All right, you can get and hide right at that bend again. That's Just uh, before the entrance to this little cavern. Okay, here we go. 26 to watch. Okay. Knowing how serious the situation is, you step very quietly and cautiously and peek in, and you see the Yeti dragging Darwin. Darwin, it is your turn. Please make a death saving throw. That's a nine. That's That's one fail. Hey, at least it's not a one. True. I have an idea. We have to get him to drop Darwin. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm going to attack on my next turn, but we got to get. He's got a turn first. Yeah. It's the Yeti's turn. He's going to finish dragging Darwin into his little eating cavern and begin just. Ripping everything off of Darwin. Uh, he is not undressing Darwin, he is tearing these clothes off. Oh, no. Well, that's kinky. <laughs> She's got a sense of humor about Are, it, I guess. Is Darwin wearing armor? No. No, no he's unarmored. Okay. He's got his fancy jacket on, probably. I wanted to make sure because armor might take a little bit more to take off. No, um, no armor. But all of your fancy clothes, he's just like grabbing you by the front of the shirt and just ripping it off just to expose the flesh. He's throwing all of your junk over into a pile, along with some other junk that he's taken off of other not-fortunate people. He's going to throw you down next to the unlit campfire. Right, he's going to start like clearing a space out where he can prepare his meal. Arnis! Can I get into a spot where I can hit the Yeti and not Darvin with like an area thing? What's the area that you're using? What are you trying to use? Because it's if a, it's a cone... Yeah, no. it's a cone. No, a cone is definitely going to hit Darvin. We have a scroll of burning hand. Oh, yeah. Why don't you heal Darvin? Oh, yeah, I can do that. Like, what's the max level you can use healing words? The only thing I have left is a third level. Use it. He's going to pop up with, like, 15 hill points. (laughs) Won't be that many. I'll take what I can get. 3d4. But, yeah, I'm going to do this because I can't get close to him. I can't get close enough to do cure wounds. So, healing words. Off we go. 13. I would take it. Darvin, you feel your life surge back into you, and you feel very cold because most of your clothing has been ripped off. (laughs) That's right. I'm going to use my actual action, because that's a bonus action. Oh, nice. Um, My healing word. To just try to crossbow this guy. Make a roll. I crit. Tell me how you kill this yeti. Except that means I was wrong when you said, oh, oh. It's okay. I feel, I kind of knew I was wrong when I said it. Better safe than sorry. It's okay. Um, I, I shoot him right in the head. Bam! Go. He hears you cast your healing spell on Darvin, and he turns and looks at you with just utter disbelief. Didn't I kill you? And before he can even process, just right in his face. Slumps down. He collapses right next to Darvin. Darvin's gonna give Arnus a big hug. (laughs) A mostly nude Darvin runs over to Arnus and hugs him. (laughs) And then he remembers. Sorry, sorry. Arnus is just like, I... You're welcome, buddy. This is a little awkward. (laughs) The adrenaline falls from Vale's body and they can barely stand. (laughs) I want to help Darvin try to put his clothing back on. What we can put of it on. So that he doesn't freeze to death, and then okay. I wanna, I wanna search through all the other shit that's in here. Me too. Okay. We should probably take a short rest too if we can. Let's get through everything first before we do any resting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So first, you want to try to reclothe Darvin. Darvin, I am sorry, but most of your clothes have been severely torn, and although you can put the pants back on. They won't stay up on their own. You rip a little bit from one of your shirt sleeves. Use that as a makeshift belt. Mm-hmm. So you're wearing pants, but it is very breezy. Not uh, good in this cold weather. No. 
your shirt you have to tie off in the front, like a little like one of those old crop tops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very. Uh, are there any? Uh, what's your cape? What's your cape? You can put back on. It's a little torn, but you can use that to kind of wrap yourself up. That's probably nothing. keeping most of the wind off. Better than nothing. As we look through the cave, we want to see if we can find him any other clothing that might help keep him warm. Because we're in snow country after all. <laughs> Alright. Vale's going to look for more clothing. Sounds like Arnis wants to look through this loot. Perception yes. or investigation? I want you to do investigation, because you're going to be rummaging through all of these different piles of clothes. I did a 10. Let's see. With a 10, you're able to find a couple of still intact gloves and a, like a beanie. Hey, here you go. Not buddy. actual clothing. Eh, but, better than uh, nothing. Thanks. Your extremities will be warm. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Your boots are fine. He didn't rip those off your feet. Okay. So he looked even weirder when he ran. <laughs> <laughs> Boxers and snow boots. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Normally very friendly and just like, what is happening? I don't think I'm going to be able to make the trek back to Byzantine mm-hmm. without any clothes. Brizendine? Brizendine. Unless we can, like, skin this Yeti and make me some Yeti. If you want a fur coat. Yeah. Arnis is searching through the uh, leftover gear and stuff. You can give me a perception or investigation. This stuff's easier to go through than clothing. O-O-T than an L-O-T. 19 perception. Okay. You certainly do find some money, because this Yeti's not spending any of it. He needs your clothes. I do. We have lots of money. That's true. 66 gold. Okay. Uh, you find in various coin purses and it's kind of scattered about. There's nothing to sneeze at. You also find it's a little old, but it looks more just well-worn as opposed to worn out. A rather nice uh, leather belt with a pretty big belt buckle. Not quite rodeo size. <laughs> a little bit smaller. Uh, describe for me what's on this belt. On this belt buckle. Yeah, uh, make something up. It could be a scene, it could be an animal, it could be a star, it could be whatever you want. It's like a guy. He's like fighting a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> right? He's fighting a dragon, um, but the dragon's not breathing fire. It's like breathing ice, and he's like trying to keep the ice off. Is he winning this fight against the dragon? It's hard to tell. <laughs> what is he fighting with? Well, he's got a shield. He's got a shield. It's pretty good to have against a dragon. And then, I don't know. A glowing flail or something. Like a holy weapon. Oh, the flails look good. I like flail. Flail's good. So, yeah. So he's got, like, a, a shield, and then he's got, like, a flail. But, like, you can tell by the way it's drawn that it's, like, glowing with, like, this holy light. There's, like, lines. Well, yeah, it's a, it. it's an etching on metal. You can totally do that. Is this a well-known depiction of a dude fighting a dragon? Or is this something you see and go, I recognize that scene? No. In which case, I will recognize that scene. Let's yeah. see. So this is a belt buckle depicting the scene of the brave Sir Carl Luminous as he fought off an ice striking artist. You may not know this story yourself, but uh, other people might recognize this. Darwin probably does. He's got noble learnings. He's probably seen a tapestry or something depicting this scene. And you can tell that it is magical. You're going to have to roll an arcana check and we're going to have to spend some time with it. Well, someone had mentioned taking our rest in this cave. Uh, possibly like fashioning a fur coat for Darwin. <laughs> that does sound like a good idea. We, we do need to take a rest. Yeah, even without doing a, a little roll, as you place your hand upon it, you can feel a little magical tingle in your fingers. Mm. So are we taking a rest? Yes, then? let's do it. All right, like to roll you can take a rest, build a little fire here in the fire pit. Darwin, do you want to try to make a coat out of this Yeti? <laughs> if that's possible, yeah. Sure. Well, without destroying the meal for... Yeah, that's what rolls are for. Uh, maybe not then. Or if you don't want to risk it, you can keep in your tattered clothing. Yeah, it seems better than... Clothing. Yeah, it seems better <laughs> than extra clothes that, not that feeding this dragon here uh, underneath your... You could wear all of our backup clothes. Uh, we'll do that. Cool. But we have to make it back to the wagon to get that. It's okay. Uh, you can um, just pull a joey and wear all the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling a hit die, we add our constitution bonus. Yes, um, if you want to stay in here and heal. I, I will use... Yeah, sorry. I'm, um, I'm going to use song of rest. Which gives us what? An extra d6. To our hit die? Yeah. If you use hit die, but it's one yeah. d6 one per... Yeah, the whole one thing. Yeah, I'm good with that. Okay. Let's call this Yeti out. Oh, did you want to spend some time looking at your... Mouth? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Okay. And I get my key points back, right? 
Do you get your you points back on a short rest? Punch a charge on shorter one. I believe yeah. you do, yeah. So I, get like, my, I get my bardic inspiration back on short rest. Wow. That's why short rests are so good for the two of you. Suddenly we're in surprisingly decent shape, considering. So Except I have no spell slots. I have no clothes. <laughs> Perspective artist. Perspective. <laughs> yeah, but I can't heal anybody. We can't heal anybody. Oh, that's true. That's true. We're taking this out to the dragon. He's not going to be very happy with us. He's going to escort us to his cousin's home. Then we're going to go back to the caravan and see. Do we want to go all the way to his cousin's home? Isn't that still a long way out? You're not sure. I mean, I need bows. I don't really want to travel a full day without... But we can't We can't risk taking more time and leaving the caravan by itself for too long. I guess that's mm. true. You knew this was going to be at least a day away from that caravan, that wagon. But maybe the dragon can help us sniff out his cousin. Good idea. Maybe he'll know how far we have to go. Anyway. He does seem to have a pretty good sense of smell. Is there anything else you want to do in this cave? Uh, my Thanks. belt. I want to take a minute and... Vis-a-vis this belt. Check out. I need to pause, too. Which means I want to wait for Darwin to come back. Sorry. This is going to be fun. I was waiting for a good... No, that's all right. There hasn't been one recently. Well, there's a lot of traveling up next. I got to make it all the way to Brizantine. I mean, all the way back to the back. And who knows what Brizantine might want to say. Or what you guys might want from him. I don't know. We still have a sun orb. Mm-hmm. We still have one. It's in the boot, right? Yeah. We could have Darwin carry the sun orb and then he won't freeze. Because it gives off a campfire's worth of warmth. Yeah, but... He like, fashion a sling out of something. Carry it. But it's up to you guys. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, that, that whole business with, like, do we heal, do we run, do we attack? He had, like, one hit point left. <laughs> and then you crit and just murdered the shit out of him. It was so good. It was so good. I'm like, if they don't attack him, he might get another attack and have everybody out. I think if it weren't for Vale's crit, maybe y'all would just be yeti food right now. Me. Vale's had a few moments like that where they've just managed to be the only one that survived, or the one that survived in a clutch moment. Well, you were down. She were able to get up and heal Arnas, who then was able to heal Darvin. That was, that was the divine intervention that Tiff promised. That moment right there. If that's how Vale wants to interpret it. Oh, that's how she's going to interpret it for sure. But they, how they're going to interpret it. Because the ways of the gods are mysterious. Except when they're right in front of you telling you what they're doing. And being dicks. For they're sure. They're going to me to God and dick at least to some degree. They're going to me to fully <laughs> philanthropic deity. There's not a lot of those. Okay. So Arnas, you're checking out this belt. You get a sense that you're going to have to put it on to use it. Can you see if you can check it before that? So can that I do an arcana just... check before I put it on? For what? See if it's cursed. <laughs> see if it's cursed? Yeah, there we go. Arcana checks don't reveal curses. Identify spells might, but arcana checks do not. Now, we'll just tell you since this is a short rest and you've got time with it, you will be able to figure out you have to put it on in order to use it. Okay. So Arnis puts the belt on and gives the belt buckle a couple of quick taps. And it starts to glow right around that holy flail that you mentioned. And it gets a little bright, not enough to blind anyone, but certainly noticeable within this small room. And after a second, you hear a little tap-tap on the ground. And this little, like, six-inch dude just says, Hail! I'm Sir Carl Luminous! At your service! What do you need of me? be honest with you, I didn't know that putting the belt buckle on would make you appear. Neither did I! Are there any beasts that need to be felled? Um, not at the moment. He looks over at the dead yeti. Fair job, fair job! Could have used your help, though. Almost killed us. Indeed! I would have fought well at your side. Don't doubt it. Um, so nothing? <laughs> is, there, is there a way to get you back in the belt? Until... Next time? Or... Or you could follow along. Well, however you got me out, try to put me back in. I'll just tap the belt again and see if that works. Wait, is that how you got it? Did you tap it the first time? Yeah. Uh, I put it on and then... Uh, oh, did you do that? Yeah. And you see him start to, like, slide across the ground. Whoa, whoa, I wasn't expecting this. Ah, and he just kind of, like, floats up back to your belt and <laughs> takes his pose again. <laughs> that is so cool. There's a little man on my crotch. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. That's the thing. So you have a uh, and six inch dude appears. Right, Carl Jr. appears. You have the uh, the belt buckle of Sir Carl Luminous, spelled with the C. He wields a shield and a holy flail. You don't know what he can do other than he can come out and do stuff. We will find out. He wants that to fight cool. things. I got a buddy. That is cool. I got a little tiny buddy. That's awesome. So what's next? That's the most ridiculous item I've ever received, and I love it. so cool. (laughs) 
Uh, I guess we take the take this Yeti out to Viscara. Oh, That's... we haven't done that Yeti? <laughs> <laughs> Dead silence. Head pops out of the belt buckle. Boo, sir! <laughs> Boo, I say! <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, let's drag a Yeti. Drag this Yeti out. It's been a long day. It's taken a while to pull him out. And uh, this car just goes to town. Just acid, blood, and guts just spraying everywhere. Arnie subverts his eyes. Darwin is happy to watch this. <laughs> because the Yeti almost killed you? Uh-huh. Oh. And this car lets out a very satisfied sigh. Oh. That hit the spot. Mm. Thank you, little friends. <laughs> You're welcome. Are we ready to go see my cousin? Well, I don't have any clothes anymore. Hmm. Because Thought the you. Yeti poured through them. Thought you looked a little different. So it depends on how far he is, but, you know. Just oh, lots yeah. of clothes. So we have to go back to the wagon for that, right? Oh. I, like, hold it to my chest. Isn't it going to burn me? <laughs> Holding it directly to your skin on skin would burn. You fashion on a, like, sling. All right. Your clothes. All right. Let's try that. It's a good idea. If that's how you want to travel while staying warm. Sure. Which piece of clothing are you using to make this sling? What do I have left? The cape's in the best condition. I saw a rope. Could I make it out of rope? Mm, it would still touch your skin. You got your backpack. Right. Ah, but my backpack's holding my stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to, like, empty my stuff out. Unless you wanted it to get very hot. I don't think that's a good idea. It would probably catch fire. Yeah, what you could do, if you want an idea, yes. just dump all your stuff into the boot. Smart. I'm going to do that. Because the boot's magical. Right. And the, uh, the sun orb won't hurt it right away. Oh, and the boot. Okay, I gotcha. And the yeah. boot in the back. Because if the boot's back got there, it, it'll be it. fine. Got it. Let's do that. That's a good idea. So Darwin pours all of his goods into his boot of holding, <laughs> turns on the sun orb and drops it into the backpack. And you want to wear that on your back? You want to wear that on your front? Probably in my front. Okay. A nice toasty belly right now. Nice. And it smells like hot leather. Just because of your backpack. Yeah, that's okay. But your backpack should be able to survive on the low setting for a few days. Okay. What do you want to do? Let's ask the scar if he can sniff out his cousin, because we're a little lost. Seems like a good idea. Yeah, we do that. Hmm. I should be able to. <laughs> Follow me, then. Follow. And uh, it's going to be about a day before you get there. Just trudging through the snow. With this car taking the lead, he's doing most of the actual trailblazing. You're able to follow in his footprints and where his tail is kind of smoothed out the snow. Nice. So it's not the worst traveling for you. And you arrive at the entrance to Brizendine's cave. His car takes a look at this and just says, Hmm. Well, this won't do. I'm far too large. We can go get him for you. Or Arnest could play a song of Come Meet Us at the Door. We could. I would prefer to do this face-to-face, though. He lets out a mighty, mighty roar, fully reinvigorated, thanks to all of your efforts, uh, having fed him, and you see him stretch and shrink down. And he's about humanoid-shaped, except the sides of his face and his arms are covered in green scales. And his wings are hanging behind him like a cape. He is without clothing, but he is very comfortable. I don't think any dragons could do that. So Vizcara can basically turn into like a... It's not a half-dragon. It's not a dragonborn. Is that a normal thing, or is that special? Well, it's a special thing that I decided to do, because in the book, the chromatic dragons can shapeshift and look like people, just normally. Or sorry, the metallic ones can. The chromatic ones cannot. But they're also divided good and evil. Is he aligned good? I always figured he was aligned sort of dragony. <laughs> no, no. Nobody knows, and that's not really something you ask. You just right? wait to decide based on their actions. 
And once I removed the good and evil, I was like, what's the difference between these two? It's true, huh? It's like, well, one of them can shapeshift and the other can't. I'm like, that's balls. Right? What if the chromatic just can't shapeshift as well? They oh, still, got it. So it's still... He still looks partially dragon while being partially uh, humanish, eldish. It's really difficult to say just because the sides of his head are still all scaly. Yeah. He's got a little bit of his horns like kind of wrapping around, looking, looking more like slicked back hair. They kind of poke <laughs> up at the back. That's cool. The face looks very humanoidish. It's not covered in scales. Neither is his chest. Hmm. Oh, <sighs> just the how did he get in there question from under the Oh, uh, yeah, it does, huh? Potentially. Very good. Let's go see my cousin. Let's go. You all disappear into the cave. We'll start up next time. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at VanessaBlockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at Dibber.mo or at SoundCloud.com slash Dibber Music. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Website design by Patrick Dunkerley over at dunkdesigns.com. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com. This week's chapter is made possible thanks to our wonderful cast and crew, all of you amazing listeners, and our special friends who would like to say hello. It's been a thousand years since the Celestial War, and the great races were rendered extinct. A thousand years since the establishment of the Decladine Empire, and peace came over Pylos. But an ancient secret that promises of untold power has broken the Alliance and threatens to destroy the realm. Join our heroes, Tash. Grab Daryl. Get out. I will follow you. Go. Silverpaw. You pay for this, Sylvia. Craig. Someone is looking for you. The name Tash. And... Bagger. Let's get dangerous. As they uncover dangerous secrets, ancient cities, and race against time and the Empire itself to save Pylos. Download The Stranger Lands now before it's too late.